Or are you listening to this podcast now? Settle in, grab a cuppa, it's all welcome. It's the Velasco Fitness Collective Podcast with James and Ellie. Hey team, welcome to the latest episode in the Velasco Fitness Collective podcast series. Slightly different one this week, which if you are on Instagram right now, you will be able to see. We are actually live from the gym floor, which is quite funny. Feels a little bit weird, I'm not going to lie, but we're going to run with it anyway, kind of see him behind the curtain, and I won't be able to edit out any of the stuff that I normally edit out. <clears throat> so, we are here with, well, I'm here, Ellie's here. Hey guys. We are here to talk about returning to the gym and how that looks, how that feels, whether you are somebody that's super excited about it, whether you are someone that's maybe a little bit worried about it. We're going to kind of talk about, well, we're going to cover three things on three things in relation to returning to the gym. We are going to talk a little bit about the setup initially and, and kind of what to expect when you come back. Then we're going to move on to the three most common concerns that we're hearing at the moment and how to address them what programming is um, and why we kind of follow programming. Um, and then we are going to move on to how to get the most out of returning to the gym as well. So Ellie is going to be doing a lot of the talking for us today, <laughs> which I know she's super excited about, especially seeing as we're live as well. <clears throat> um, so we've also gone full douchey and are both sat here with our plyo box table <laughs> and our can of knocker. Um, also, if you are watching live and you want to kind of drop any questions our way or just say hello, um, I'm not watching the live stream, but we do have the Valesco Fitness Collective message thread live. So if you want to drop anything into, the, the, into our messages and, and have your questions answered live to an extent, then feel free. So without further ado... I feel like I've overthought the intro. I feel like I'm forgetting <laughs> stuff. You haven't. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's get stuck in. So I guess our logical place for us to start, obviously, if you're on Instagram right now or if you've seen any of the posts on our Facebook group, the gym looks great. Loads of space. There's a few new pieces of equipment kicking around. I know there's some stuff en route. So it feels very different. It looks very different. What can people expect? Um, good question. Uh, there's a lot of it is very similar to this previous setup. So everyone has their own stations. Um, I guess the more boring side of what people can expect is the same. Come in through the small door, sanitize your hands on entry. Everyone leaves through the big door. Moving around the gym in a in a um, clockwork manner. Um, the, the same sort of admin stuff, I guess. Um, workouts will be on the board, coach will be here. Um, the more exciting stuff is, as James has said, if you're on Instagram, you can probably see that we've had um, a significant number of extra pull-up bars put up. Um, due to social distancing, we weren't able to put any sort of um, bar work, gymnastic bar work in. Um, actually, it's been for over a year now. Um, so we have resolved that issue. We've had a load of pull-up bars in. We are expecting a few more. Um, so that we can have more people in classes doing pull-ups, but pull-ups, toes to bar, all the gymnastic stuff, ring rows, all the different scales, um, you can expect to see those um, in programming uh, as we get into, stuck into classes, which is super exciting for us as coaches because we've missed coaching it. Um, but also it's for a lot of people, for a lot of you guys, it's going to be a new skill. If you've been with us for less than a year, you won't have done any of it yet. Um, for those of you that have been doing this for longer than a year, I know that a significant number of you are quite excited about seeing gymnastics back. Um, so that's one of the changes. Um, all the kit that you need for your classes is on your station, with the exception, I think, ab mats and warbles are the only things. Boxes are also in your station so that if you are of a shorter persuasion like myself and James, you can reach the pull-up bars um, without having to try and <laughs> jump um, exceeding your um, max height. Um, if you, it also means if you were doing box jumps, it's just, it's less moving kit around the gym. So um, pretty much everything you need will be on your stations, squat racks, bumpers. We've got more bumpers on order um, so that we've got more weight in the gym for you guys to use. 
Um, I think in terms of kit on order, um, that's about it. We've got some extra war balls. There are a few new dumbbells and kettlebells kicking around just to make sure we've got plenty of kit um, at the gym for everybody. Um, but yeah, we just, we're super excited. The gym's looking really smart. Um, it's just looking a little bit empty at the minute and we're looking forward to, uh, to welcoming everybody back in on Monday at 6 a.m. Nice. So what's the, what's the flow? Obviously, the, we've got a couple of extra boxes. I know we're using the side door for, for certain things. What's the actual movement and flow around the gym look like? Um, so, good question. If you, one of the bigger changes um, is that if you are an open gym user or you come in for an open gym session, regardless of whether you are a member or coach, you'll need to sanitise your hands uh, at the front door and then use the side gate and come in um, through the side or the back door. Um, the reason being is that to maximise the floor space for people um, training, we have removed the walkway, so you'll still need to filter in from the small door and when you're leaving, everyone moves in a kind of clockwise manner, but to limit people coming in for open gym, walking through people's stations whilst they're training, obviously there's a bit more flexibility with open gym training times, um, you guys will come in and exit the building through the side um, or back door just so that um, you can kind of basically step onto your training station without interfering with the class too much. <clears throat> nice. And for everyone else, as you'll be used to, enter through the main door, the roller shutter will, will be up obviously to allow us to, to ventilate the building and to allow for a, an uncongested exit. Ultimately, if you're unsure about anything come the start of next week or come your first session back, just grab a coach, ask them to run through what's expected. I'm sure after a couple of days it will get quicker and quicker and, and easier and easier. Um, <clears throat> which I guess brings us on to topic number one, L. So we're gonna do, we're gonna use a format of three things on three things today. We're gonna talk about the three most common concerns and how to address them first of all. So. I think the three angles that we want to tackle this from are those of you that are feeling unfit and feeling like you are your fitness is back to where it was when maybe you started training or you know it regressed a couple of years. We are going to talk about feeling worried and scared about coming back to the gym and we're going to talk about those that maybe aren't quite sure where to start when they come back and how to structure their time their days, their programming. So, L, I feel pretty unfit and feel like my fitness has regressed quite significantly. Talk to me. Okay. Um, I think it, it's certainly a concern that we're hearing quite a lot from people. Um, feeling unfit, sluggish. Um, I think the first thing to remember is that for a lot of people, um, if you've been taking part in any of the Zoom classes, if you have been walking more, if you've been focusing on keeping your neat, so being active outside exercise specifically, um, you might be surprised. You might find that you're actually not as unfit as you feel right now. Sometimes if you don't move for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, you can feel really lethargic. Um, and as soon as you start moving again, you realize that actually you're, you know, you, you're feeling pretty good. You're not as unfit as you think. Um, you might be. Um, having said that, if you are feeling less fit when you get into the gym, if you know that your fitness has regressed, if you know that you haven't been taking part in any Zoom classes or you haven't been able to get as much training in as you wanted to, or you've just struggled for motivation, um, don't worry about it. it. It Ultimately, it doesn't matter. By coming back to the gym, you're taking the first step in the right direction. Um, Take the first few classes super easy, focus on moving well, focus on breathing, focus on just being present when you're here and, and just kind of allow your body to get back into training. Um, that needs to be your only focus for the first, the first couple of weeks, certainly. Nice. Um, <clears throat> I think the, the point you make about, you know, people's NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Correct. Um, that's really valid. The whole world has kind of really seen the importance of continuing to move, not being too sedentary, going for walks, getting outside, walking the dog, playing with the kids, all that kind of thing. 
and a focus on body weight movement and a, to an extent a little bit of mobility work I think a lot more people will be surprised at how what their like activity baseline actually has been that's that's a really good point what about what would you say to those people that kind of feel that way maybe you don't necessarily want to say anything come back find themselves in a class coaches at the front starting the briefing and they kind of almost feel a little bit panicky that they they've you know kind of letting things run away with them um i think first and foremost the coaches are fully aware of how people are feeling and some of the coaches themselves are feeling pretty similar about getting back into their own training um people you know the coaches have been training in varying degrees as well i think the most important thing is that if the coaches are asking you how you're feeling tell them you don't have to put your hand up and talk to the whole class but you know once the warm-up starts the coaches will be moving around the gym on a pretty regular basis just checking in with everybody we're very aware that people haven't been in the gym for three and a half months and our primary goals as coaches are obviously to keep you safe but just to make sure that you're comfortable and that you're enjoying yourself so if there is anything you want to ask us any concerns that you have then just make the coach aware and have a conversation with him because that's that's ultimately what we're here to do and just having you guys back is is we're we're super excited about it and we just want the first and we, we always want your experience here to be positive but certainly the first couple of weeks we just want you to walk in and be glad that you came in and just leave with a smile on your face so anything that we can do to facilitate that talk to us yeah I'd, I'd agree it's really no holds barred from a, a what your coaches are there for perspective if 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 it makes you feel better just partner with one of the coaches that even if they aren't the right person to be helping you or to be having a conversation with you we're a, we're a real close team of people and we will be able to find the right person to be having a conversation with you um cool next up those people that are scared and and whether that's just because they don't know what to expect or whether that's because they're worried that they might go out too hot and kind of injure themselves what would you say to those people um Try, try and leave that at the door for starters and trust that when you're in here that we're, we're here to look after you and we're here to help you. Um, focus on the things that you have control over. So focus on, you know, fully engaging yourself when you're here. Focus on moving well, focus on breathing and all the things that you know that you can do and just take it easy. It doesn't, you know, no one is going to be pushing you hard in the first couple of weeks no one is going to ha- no one has any expectation of you um, apart from maybe yourself and I would suggest you try and leave those at the door at the same time as leaving your fear at the door um, and just scale things scale things right back so even if you know that you can you know in a year ago you were able to power clean 40 kilos quite easily in a workout for reps great but if you're nervous about doing that don't see 40 kilos on the board as the as the recommended weight and feel like you have to do it just because you've done it historically, scale it right back. Do it at 25, do it at 20 if you want to. Do it at a weight that you know is going to be within a comfortable zone for you. And if you get to the end of the class and wish you'd gone heavier, great. Next time you come in, go heavier. But what you don't want to do is go heavy, go too hard and end up feeling like you don't want to come back because it was too hard. Make make it easy for yourself so that you feel like you want to come back and push yourself harder. Nice. What's your... How, how would you describe the difference between scaling from a volume perspective and scaling from a movement perspective? Good question. Um, I, think when it, I think when it comes to volume, um, to a certain extent the volume for you for most of you will be set unless we're doing workouts in the style of an emom um if the volume is set then scale the movements to allow you to try and reach that volume within within reason so if if you're somebody who can do strict pull-ups for instance um and you know that before lockdown you could do 10 strict pull-ups and there's an email. Don't try and do 10 strict pull-ups in the first minute if you haven't done strict pull-ups for a year because partly I think you'll find that you will struggle to maintain that and then you'll end up feeling like you have, and I'm going to use quote unquote, let yourself down or failed when you haven't. Um, but secondly, you are potentially going to overload yourself 
in the first couple of days of coming back to training, which just isn't isn't particularly smart. So scale it back again from a rep from a rep volume, make it easier. If you could do one pull up before lockdown, you might be able to do one now. But hey, do you know what? Do ring rows for a couple of weeks. Do things which are going to um, give you some confidence that are going to allow your body to settle back into training before you try and meet the expectations you have of yourself or previous weights goals reps and all that all that sort of thing yeah nice a great point i think it's it's easy to hear that say that and then get carried away <clears throat> i think for me you know this is really relevant for me i've i've trained through lockdown but not the same way that i would train here and i'd much rather take a couple of sessions to make sure I'm moving okay. The, the last thing I want is to come back, get a bit carried away, pull something, and then be faced with another six weeks of not being able to train after Absolutely. not being able to train for three months. Like you will, you will, you know, you'll you'll be mad at yourself if if you let yourself get carried away, injure yourself, and and put yourself back even further. And the easiest way is to just decide how you want to approach something and then probably approach it at 80% of that, um, providing your, you know, your initial guesses were based on a, a, a slightly lower volume and a, a slightly, you know, slightly scaled movements already. Absolutely. Um, I think you touched on something really valuable in that in most cases, the programming will dictate the volume. <clears throat> and I'm going to assume that the programming is completed in such a way or, or designed in such a way that that will automatically support like a return to the gym level of volume but maybe we'll come on to that in a minute when we move to, to talk about programming the the third one on this then for me is those that maybe don't know where to start when they come back maybe feeling a little bit lost maybe they've been following a program that they want to change or maybe they've not been following a program or maybe they have been following zoom wards you know how, those people that that might maybe not know which way to turn? Um, I th it's You use the phrase yourself, it, it's easier said than done, but the best way to approach it is to just come in without any expectations of yourself. You've, you've won by walking through the door um, and, and moving, so I think if you don't know where to start, start at the beginning. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you used to be able to do 15 thrusters at 45 kilos and now you're doing five at 30. It doesn't matter. It, like there, there is literally no negative impact of that. So start at the beginning, test the water, use the first, I, mean, I would say the first month, and that sounds like a long time, but and that depends a little bit on your regularity of training and how much you've been moving. But if you take the first couple of classes fairly easily and listen to how your body's responding, so are you recovering quickly? Are you sleeping properly? Are you staying hydrated? Which are the two sleeping, hydration, and making sure that you're fueling properly are going to be your best friends getting back into the gym. Um, listening to your coaches but just taking it easy and giving yourself the first month to settle into it see how it feels learn what feels good figure out where you are in terms of either previous strength or if you're new to us just kind of finding a baseline that you can work from and just listen to your body nice love that i think it's really really valid really important to that was close. Laptop nearly went to sleep. Um, <clears throat> to, to listen to your body and to not generalise. You know, you, you made the adjustment then. Give yourself at least a month. If you're the sort of person that's coming five to six days a week, giving yourself a month is very different to someone that's coming once or twice a week. So having a, a relative understanding of, of time frame for you for some of you, it might be a couple of months if you're only coming once or twice a week. For some of you, it might be two, three weeks because you've trained, wouldn't advise it, but because you've trained twice a day for the first week and a half and actually all of a sudden you're 20 sessions in and feeling great. So have, just have a relative understanding of that as well. Um, cool. Okay, let's move on to our, 
our second category of, of concern. So understanding, kind of already semi-segued into this, understanding how things are programmed. We've, we've talked about programming before. Um, the three kind of areas that I want to cover is how do we program and, and why, what training stimulus is and, and how that is relevant in terms of programming, um, and lastly, when we program, why we use percentages in classes instead of just telling people what weight to use. Um, so the first one of the three, how do we program and, and why do we, we program that way? Um, big question. I'll try and be succinct, um, which is a challenge for myself. Um, so the reason we program is to... I'm going to pause you for a second. <clears throat> I've just joined the live stream on my own phone, so we can now, in theory, see what's going on. So I can see there's actually quite a few of you watching. So hello if you're watching live. <laughs> Figured we'd better actually address talking to you guys as well. Um, sorry, anyway, carry on. And I'm going to take the live stream off because it's really off-putting. <laughs> cool. Seeing yourself talking, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, so, the, I mean, the reason we do it is to facilitate progress is to to provide you guys with the results that you are looking for by coming to the gym so whether you want to get stronger whether you want to get faster whether you're looking to support another sport whether it's about um, just enjoying yourself but seeing some progress learning skills, all those sorts of things so we program in a way that facilitates that um, and in a way that means that it, different people with individual goals can still work on their own their own goals, even though they're in a class full of other people who may have very different goals. Um, we also program to prevent overtraining, um, and in some some cases, depending on who you are and what you're doing, to optimise performance for competitions if if that's your thing. Um, but yeah, ultimately, it's it's we program to give you guys the best possible results. <coughs> nice. So how how does programming look then for? Um, you know, everyone's going to come back. I assume there'll be different periodized cycles for different movements and for different, you know, for our gymnastics program, for our strength program. How, how, is that, how does that kind of look for our members straight off the bat? Um, okay, so periodization, for those of you listening who aren't necessarily particularly familiar with the term, um, is a way of manipulating um, the different variables within a training program to, as we've just said, prevent overtraining, um, optimise performance, progress, all that sort of stuff. Um, and there are, there are a few ways of periodising training. In here, when we reopen, to keep things nice and simple for everybody, it will be what we call a linear programme, which means that, in very simple terms, you'll be starting with a higher number of reps at a lower weight and as we progress through a 12-week cycle you will see the number of reps come down and the weight progressively going up. Um, it's very simple, it's a tried and tested method by um, strength and conditioning gyms and facilities all over the world. Um, it's, it's quite a nice way of being able to see progress as you go through as well. Um, so it, it can be quite satisfying if you're seeing progress as you go through. And it ultimately <coughs> results in, if you want to, testing strength gains that you may have made in that 12-week cycle. Nice. So I think if you're feeling maybe like things are almost a little bit too light initially, that's probably a good sign of things being programmed pretty well. If you're working at lower percentages and you're, you know, you're feeling like you've got another two or three reps in the tank or that you've got another 10, 15, 20 kilos, actually trusting the process and trusting the periodized nature of a program to eventually get you actually beyond where you may be used to, to plateauing. Um, yeah, sign of, a, sign of a good program. Um, <clears throat> what would you say to people that, maybe some of our open gym users or, or people that are mixing other bespoke programs in with maybe some class programmings. Any, anything, in theory, all those programs will be periodized as well, right? Any kind of concerns or anything that those guys should be thinking of maybe differently to, to members that are here just kind of class every day? Um, yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is be really careful. Um, I think people who are following their own programs typically have 
more experience and like training, like working on their own specific goals. They like having individualized training or they like following a program um, without feeling like they want to be in classes. If you've been able to follow that program through lockdown, then you'd probably be okay to kind of carry on as you were. If you haven't, don't try and pick up where you left off with the same working off the same weights and the same rep schemes because you are asking for trouble. Um, your body will not be used to the volume um, that you are going to try and put it through if you haven't been training in lockdown. I think the other thing to mention is that if you are mixing programs, again, do it with caution because depending on the volume in those programs and depending on whether they are programs from the same the same company, the same business who, who have different strands. So if you're working with somebody who has a strength strand and a gymnastic strand, you might be okay, but still approach it with caution. If you're working with two different programs from completely different people or entities, there may well be a lot of crossover and you may well inadvertently end up overtraining some things and undertraining others, which is gonna increase your risk of injury. <coughs> nice. Um, Okay, so moving on then, in relation to programming and the way that programs are structured, what do we mean by stimulus and how does that relate to, to programming? Uh, oh, stimulus is, is, base, is, is exactly, it's what you want to get out of a particular workout. So, um, for instance, in here, the program for the first 12 weeks, the structure is very simple. Um, linear programming and all, all the strength work that, as we've just talked about, on a Monday, you can expect a medium length AMRAP style workout um, for a specific reason. It means you can work as hard or, or take it as easy as you need to. Um, on a Tuesday, there is more strength and skill work with a very short Metcon at the end, which is more interval style training. So you're looking at maybe three or four rounds of 90 seconds on, 90 seconds off. Doesn't sound like a lot, in terms of volume, it's not. If you push hard enough, it's just, it's probably one of the worst, one, not worst, uh, one of the most challenging ways of training. Um, and the, the stimulus for those is very different. So with an AMRAP of a moderate length, you're looking at increasing your aerobic capacity. So being able to be more efficient at using oxygen, increasing the strength of your heart, increasing your endurance and all those sorts of things. Um, with interval style training, the stimulus is very different. So you're not going to hit a 12-minute AMRAP at the same pace you'd hit a 90-second interval. Your 12-minute AMRAP, within the first couple of minutes, you're looking to settle into a pace which you can maintain for 12 minutes. If you're doing a 90-second workout, all bets are off. You go as hard and as fast as you can for those 90 seconds because you're going to be working probably without oxygen, so anaerobically, because you've then got time to recover. So we're looking at working different energy systems. We're trying to stimulate... Um, different things in the body and again with strength training you're not going to try and squat 80% of your one rep max back squat for speed you're going to do it you're going to be controlled and considered about it and you're also going to make sure that you rest plenty in between your sets to allow your muscles to recover enough to then try and build in weight which will obviously then facilitate a different result nice cool um, final subtopic on this particular point why do we use percentages? It'd be much easier just to tell people what they should lift, right? Uh, well, <laughs> not with 18 people in a class. Um, the reason we use percentages, there's a couple of reasons. Um, the first one is when you are working um, with groups of people. If I was to say to everyone in the, in the room, okay, you're all gonna squat 50 kilos today. For some people, that would be way beyond their current ability. For other people, that is not even going to be anywhere close to 50%. So you wouldn't be giving everybody in the class an opportunity to develop their own strength. Um, the other reason, it, well, one of the other reasons, it allows people to work um, in their, within their own level of ability and strength. Um, and it also prevents, it prevents overtraining. So it facilitates progressive overload, which is where if we're linear programming, one rep max, I'm going to use easy numbers here, is 100 on a back squat and we're starting at 65. By the time we get to the 12th week and we're looking to test, you've probably done two, three, maybe four reps at 90, 95 kilos, which means that in theory, you will then be able to squat 102, 105. So we have 
it's called progressive overload. It's how you develop strength. Um, and and that's, that's another reason we do it. Nice. Makes it measurable for a lot of people as well. You know, if you're the sort of person that uses Wadify to actually log what you've done, or if you, you have a little black book or you use another third-party app, knowing your percentages allows you to reference, you know, the last time you worked at a certain percentage, this was the, the rep scheme and this is how comfortable it felt versus just having random weights that you might be able to remember from three weeks ago when you last did around this sort of weight. So yeah, it makes it, makes it nice and measurable for you as well. 100%. Cool. Third topic. How do people get the most out of returning to the gym? <clears throat> We've talked about people that might be scared. We've talk, talked a little bit about having an understanding of, of, of what returning to the gym might look like. How do people actually just make the most of, of the gym's reopening? I think everyone's on all aboard the, the, the gains train of gyms are reopening. I'm going to get back in on Monday. Like, once they're, once they're here and the gyms are back open and that's commonplace for us again, how do people actually capitalise on that? Um, lots of ways. Um, I think for those who are... In fact, this probably works for both camps. Whether you sit in the camp of being nervous about returning to the gym or you sit in the camp of being so excited you're going to sleep here on Sunday night so that you can get in the minute the doors open on Monday morning... One of the things that we, have, we haven't actually talked about this before, and I think this is probably something that we could go into more detail on another podcast, is something called um, perceived rate of exertion. And what we mean by that is how hard you feel your body is working. So if, if we use a scale of 1 to 10, you're looking at 10 would be your absolute maximum. Like, even if your life depended on it, you couldn't possibly work any harder... And then obviously one is all the way at the other end of the spectrum where you're not really putting any effort in at all. I think if you're feeling super nervous or you run the risk of pushing too hard too quickly, perceived rate of exertion is a really good measure because it's completely individual because only you know how your body is feeling. But I would say that for the first week, couple of weeks, or 10 to 15 sessions, you probably want somewhere between six to eight, eight is an absolute maximum in terms of how your body feels. Like you always want to be feeling like you've got a little bit left in the tank when you leave. Like if you had to put in an extra 10 to 20% because you had to, that you could do it rather than feeling like you're going to have to ring someone to come and pick you up because you can't, you can't physically leave the gym yourself. Because the, one of the things about training is yes, you can train really hard, but if your body is not used to what you're asking it to do, you're going to struggle to recover and recovery is more important than your training when it comes to getting back into a routine so perceived rate of exertion is definitely the first one that i would encourage you guys to understand a little bit more about by all means ask us about it but in your head when you're coming into classes have that six to eight in terms of intensity we it's another word for using intensity i guess have that six to eight figure in your head for the first couple of weeks and if you're nervous if you feel like you're at six and that's enough that's great if you're keen as mustard, rein it in, keep it at an eight so that you know you're giving your body an opportunity to acclimatise and recover properly over the first couple of weeks so that you can then start pushing boundaries if you want to. Nice. I think a nice way to think about RPE for, for me, it's kind of like when the doctor says, like, how painful is it on a scale of one to ten? It's like, well, I don't know, like nine? I feel like I'm in pretty bad pain or if I don't turn my head to the left zero like it's, it's quite a hard thing to to objectively measure <clears throat> um but yeah have, having that like 60 to 80 percent you know if, if you you can think about it in a whole load of different ways if you're someone that likes data and numbers you could base it on a literal intensity of things like heart rate like if you know your max heart rate is 200 you know work off heart rate percentages what's my 60 to 70 percent heart rate based on my my max or if you're back squatting rpe 10 would be if i do one more rep i'm not going to stand this up and i'm going to fail so to be working at rpe 6 7 
realistically, I need to be finishing feeling like I've got another three or four reps left in me. It's, it's a nice objective way to, to interpret that and make a bit of sense of it. Um, okay, cool. How do people get back into a bit of a routine that's gonna, how, how do people begin in making a routine that's going to like almost compound and, and self, I guess self-fulfill by further further becoming an ongoing great routine? Yeah. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, so getting into a routine is, or getting, creating new routines takes a bit of time and patience. Um, there are a few things that you can do when it, in terms of specifically coming back to the gym. Um, we've touched on a couple of them. Um, one of them is accepting where you are now and just be willing to accept whatever you find in terms of your fitness capability, strength, whatever it might be when you come back into the gym. Um, that means you're going to have to leave expectations of what you could do at the door. I think everybody will be surprised in some area. I think people who have been doing a lot of Zoom classes will be surprised by just how much volume they can get through when it comes to body weight stuff. I think people who have been doing a lot of running in lockdown will find that actually their aerobic capacity is great and they can really push through a slightly longer workout. Um, but whatever you were able to do before, leave those expectations at the door because um, it will help you settle back in quicker here. Um, listen to your body. Um, every day is different. Um, every day is a new day. You might feel great coming in here one day. You might not feel great coming in here another day. And that's okay. You don't have to always be pushing to 100% to, to get the most out of it. Um, and listen to your coaches. Like Your coaches aren't telling you to take a little bit of weight off the bar or to slow down or to work on your form or for any other reason other than to help you get better, to help you become fitter, more mobile, faster, whatever it is. We are here purely with your best interests at heart. We're not ever saying something to irritate you or to, you know, to frustrate you or to try and knock your ego. We want to help you, um, despite the fact that sometimes we might inadvertently irritate you and knock your ego at the same time, because let's face it, no one likes to be told that their press-ups aren't perfect when, let's be honest, most people's aren't. Um, it is tricky getting back into routine. I listened to a really great podcast the other day, um, Lynchpin Conversations, um, Pat Sherwood. Um, it's, it's a really good one. It is defining a good day at the gym. It's 15 minutes long. It is well worth a listen. So once you've listened to this podcast, hop onto his podcast, just have a quick listen of it. It is, there's some really sound advice in there. He puts it in a really succinct way and even I found it like it. I found it to be a really useful reminder, despite the fact that I have been lucky enough to do quite a lot of training in lockdown. It will not have been at the same intensity that when we come back in here on a Sunday, and we're all training together. I still need to be careful. I still need to accept that I might not be lifting as much weight. I might not be as fit, um, and just to. For me, it's about having the right mindset of okay. So I'm not as quote unquote as good as I was but I had a good day at the gym because I'd slept well, I was well hydrated, I enjoyed myself, I hit some good reps, I was moving well. And those are the things that I want to use to define me having a good day at the gym. And it, it's a really great podcast to listen to. Nice, yeah, good recommendation. And I think you've made a really good point. There's, there's definitely, I think we, you think you need to be a little bit, when we say leave your ego at the door, there's a little bit of vulnerability there in that, like if I was lifting and a coach came along and said, hey, maybe think about dropping back a couple of kilos. Actually, as Ellie said, knowing that that's coming from a really good place, feeling comfortable that it's being suggested for the right reasons, and I guess trusting, trusting the coaches, trusting each other, not trying to it would be super easy for me to come back start working out with Kyle and Steve again and, and try and keep up with 
you know, Kyle, who I know has been doing loads of conditioning, is probably much fitter than me. Me trying to go balls to the wall and keep up with him isn't going to do me any favours. And feeling comfortable and confident in myself that there might be a couple of weeks where I need to bear that in mind more than normal, I think is only going to, only going to benefit me and only going to pay off in the long run. Um, <clears throat> cool. Third and finally, how do people have fun? Because there's, like, there's a lot of serious talk going on right now about people being worried, people scaling appropriately, not injuring themselves. How, how do people make sure that ultimately and above all it's just really fun? This is a hobby for everybody at the end of the day. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a good hobby to have. It's one that is going to improve your quality of life and longevity and your, your enjoyment for life. But it is ultimately for all of us. This is how we relax. This is how we de-stress at the end of a day or set ourselves up for a good day. Um, just, I think, first and foremost, it comes down to mindset so think about the things that you're looking forward to about coming to the gym so looking forward to seeing people looking forward to being in an environment where there are other people around you know working out to music whatever it might be focus on the good stuff so even if you're scared come to the gym with the intention of having some fun because your mind is incredibly powerful and if you set that intention within yourself lo and behold you'll probably find it <coughs> happens um and i think the second thing is that it, we all, I, I, I would challenge anyone that, you know, we get quite a lot of stick about burpees being in a workout because nobody likes burpees. Some people do. I, but, I uh, like burpees. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll skip over that for now. Um, but, yeah, so it, you don't have to love every element of the workout, but ultimately your coming to the gym should be a positive one. So enjoy what you're doing. Do the stuff that you like doing. You know, if, if you don't like thrusters and burpees and that's what's, what is programmed, then don't necessarily skip the day at the gym, but that doesn't have to be the day that you choose to go hard. Just come in and move. Enjoy seeing your friends. Um, enjoy having a bit of a laugh with people. Um, and just, yeah. I mean, how you have fun is kind of up to you, but come with the intention of enjoying it because that in itself is incredibly it's an incredibly powerful anecdote to a lot of what's been going on over the last 12 months, but just in general, in life, is if you, cu if you have some fun, everything else becomes lighter, everything else becomes better. Yeah. I, I mean, even from you, I get quite a lot of stick for going, like, wildly <laughs> off script sometimes. And I'll turn up at the gym with the best plan of, of how my training day looks and not to fly in the face of what we've talked about so far, but I'll have my program suggesting what I need to be doing that is part of my periodized 12-week squat cycle, so on and so forth. But if someone else is doing something that looks way more fun than what I'm doing 90% of the time, you can almost guarantee that I'm going to down tools and sack off whatever I was doing and do something that's more fun because I know that I'm going to not get more from it necessarily but I'm going to enjoy it a lot more and that's ultimately why I come here like I'm not I'm not going to be at the CrossFit Games I train because it's fun and yeah I want my butterfly chest bar to get better and I want my power clean to look a bit cleaner and my snatch to get a bit heavier but if someone's doing a burpee box jump war ball bar muscle up power clean chipper <clears throat> and I've got three by three snatch workup percentages, I'll still give my program the time it needs for me to develop the areas that I want to develop. But in the moment, I'm going to make the decision that's more fun because I know I'm going to come away feeling really good. It will contribute more holistically large scale to a much more positive association with my time at the gym. And like I've got all week for three by three snatch percentage work I haven't got all week for this like absolute war zone that's about to happen with three or four people I enjoy training with about to throw down and do something that looks really fun so I'm going to make the decision in the moment that makes my time here the best that it can be so again with appropriate volume with appropriate scale is is actually a nice example if someone that's been doing a load of 
power cleans through lockdown is in that workout with me. I'm probably not going to be power cleaning the same way as they are because I know that they've been a lot closer to that movement than I have. So even in those split second, make the most of it more fun decisions, I'm still going to scale. I'm still going to work to the right amount of intensity. I might knock a couple of reps off the round of 15 bar muscle ups and I might do rounds of 10 because that's more suited to where I'm at at the moment. But you can still make those sensible, protective, informed decisions whilst going off book and, and having a bit of fun. Um, on the subject of fun, yep. how does the first week look for people turning up at the gym? I asked you the question earlier. I, I, there's a rumour that there's the potential to, to win some Metcons and some Nobles. How do I get in on that? <laughs> what's, the, what's the lowdown on winning free stuff? Uh, it's not just a rumour. It's true. <clears throat> Um, so there's a, few, there's a few things going on uh, the first week. Um, quite a lot of fun stuff going on. So the first, all week, anybody who comes to the gym for a class or an open gym session, members and coaches, if you are training, um, all you need to do is grab yourself a raffle ticket on your way out. And all of those raffle tickets will go into a draw, um, which will be drawn the following Monday. Um, and the winner will receive along with a pair of Nobles or Metcons of their choosing, um, a whole host of other stuff. Um, Noco protein bars, um, a subscription to Expand, um, some v, um, VFC stash, um, and, and a whole host of other stuff. So the more you come in, don't overtrain, but the more you come in um, and scale appropriately and listen to your body, um, the, obviously the greater your chance of winning that stuff. Um, we've also got a Thanksgiving Tuesday. So again, when you come in on Tuesday, um, you'll be given, it's basically a bit of a, a prize draw. You pick a number and you, the, the, the gift that relates to the number that you've got um, is yours. Um, and there's a whole host of stuff ranging from PT, some knocko, some protein bars, again, some other stash um, and a few other fun bits. Um, and then on Wednesday, for everybody that comes to the gym, there is free knocker and protein bars. Um, so yeah, come in on your way in. Um, the coach will be handing out the protein and knocker bar of your choice from anything that we have. Um, yeah, it's just to say thanks really. It's to encourage you guys to kind of strike while the iron's hot, get in here, come and see some people, enjoy being around your old training buddies and, and kind of just say thanks and to help people get back into a, a, a routine of training with a few <coughs> dangling carrots of... Yeah, so don't overtrain, but if you overtrain, you'll be rewarded with Metcons <laughs> and Knocker. No. So send it. Um, yeah, I mean, like jokes aside, there's been a, a semi-serious element to this particular podcast because we know there are some of you that are genuinely worried about coming back. There are also people that aren't at all worried about coming back and, and that's, that's cool and it doesn't need to be, you know, a hugely over-serious thing. I, it's, it's really easy for me to sit here and say, like, don't worry about it because it's, it's not a big deal. If you're feeling a bit stressed and, and you've still got questions, give us a shout. Like, drop me a message, drop Ellie a message, Amy, Layla, any of the coaches, Meg, Henry, Stu, etc. Just reach out to, to anybody that you feel comfortable just chatting to because there's, there's no agenda. We'll all see things slightly differently. And if there's anything specific we can answer, great. If you just want to have a chat about things and, and just take on a little bit of <clears throat> Stu's like stoic attitude or Ellie's wisdom um, or if you want to learn some new swear words and you want to give Amy a shout <laughs> like whatever it is just reach out and have a chat um, Rich if you want some I can see you're on the live stream if you want some help picking out some new leggings um, socks. I know yeah or socks like I know like Meg Jen, they've got they've got some pretty strong sock legging combos going on. Um, but yeah, like reach out, have a chat. It's no big deal. Like you're just coming back to work out, you're coming back to do something you enjoy doing, coming back to 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 pick up a hobby again. So look forward to it and enjoy it. Absolutely. Um, I think 
Anything else from you? I don't think so. Just, uh, uh, just to echo exactly what you've said, as easy as it is for us to say, try not to worry about it. Try and think about the positives and just talk to us, whether that's in classes, out of classes, stick around after a class, drop us a message. You know, we've, we've, we're not just <coughs> saying it. We have genuinely missed all of you over the last pretty much 12 months when you think about it. Some of um, you. Most of you. <laughs> um, and, and we, you know, part of our job and part of what we love doing is, is talking to you guys, is support you guys, is helping you. So there is no question that is too small or too daft. Um, make use of us, ask all the questions that you've got and just, you know, use us to help you feel better about coming back to the gym and to maximise your, your experience, I guess. Yeah, just talk to us. Nice. You'll probably see the coaches kicking around here quite a lot when they're not coaching as well, training. Um, I'll be, the, the people Ellie talked about earlier on, like camping in a tent on <laughs> Sunday night, that, that'll be me, so I'll be here. Um, You've got a key, you don't need to camp outside. That's true. It's, <laughs> it's also still really cold as well, so don't look for, like, don't think that's gone anywhere. It's still freezing. Uh, in terms of the podcast side of things, subscribe if you're not already, if you're listening and you're not subscribed to the Velasco Fitness Collective podcast. When this finishes, just go hit the subscribe button. If this is useful for people you know that are members or people that are members of other gyms might be going back to a commercial gym might be a family member starting exercise classes again like whatever it is there's some stuff that is probably relevant feel free to to, to chuck it their way if you know if you take one or two things from this then great we've we've kind of done our job um becky we can't wait to see you too i've I, about halfway through i started to an extent interacting with the live feed it works much better um, and I feel like some sort of like podcast pro. Um, Steve messaged about halfway through as well to say that, like, laughed about us getting the knockers out. <laughs> I did say right at the beginning, like we went kind of full douchebag and, and got the knockers out on our plyo box table. So it's been really fun. I quite like going live. I might do it again soon. Um, all of you that are kind of thanking us and, and joining to watch. Um, I know there's some non-Valesco members that have joined as well. So thank you for dropping in and saying hi. That's it, I think. Yeah. What do I normally say at the end? Tell people to subscribe, tell people to share it. Have a good day. Have a lovely day. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Team, it's been wonderful. As I said, I hope you've taken something from this. I've really enjoyed it. It's been nice to come into the gym, see people in person, see the gym. The gym is looking great. I'm super excited. I will see you all next week. I cannot wait. From myself and from Ellie Buck, have a lovely day.